When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the front office is upset with Brian Reynolds' representation. There's no other way to interpret the remarks made last night by Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton in San Diego. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I'd highly recommend for the frustrated baseball fan. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And here they go into the winter meetings with what Charrington described last night as an awful lot of energy and enthusiasm toward an offseason that he again reiterated was unlike the other off-seasons because they're now all of a sudden serious about 2023. Magically! But yes, there they are, still talking about it, still talking about not punting. We'll see on that front. We'll also see how it develops over the course of time that A, the Reynolds camp, and he's represented by CAA, thought it prudent, thought it smart, and presumably somehow related to their ultimate objective to release to reporters that Reynolds wanted to be traded, that he'd requested to be traded. That's not a decision that anyone reaches lightly in any scenario, and it's never, ever, ever one that's reached without the player being 100% on board, meaning not just the trade request, but putting it out to the public. And that's the part that seemed to sting Charrington the most. We, we, we anticipated that, um, you know, um, you know uh, not long ago, <laughs> we anticipated that... Uh, uh, this this may be something that happens as we headed into the into the winter meetings, and you know, uh, in the way that it did, um, um, you know, it just sort of is what it is, right? So um, there's a uh, you know, someone felt like there was an uh, you know an advantage doing that, and um, I can't speak to that. You know, it's someone else's action, but. Um, you know, we're focused on what we're doing here and uh, feel good about that. And, um, you know, as I've said many times before, I just think the world of Brian Reynolds as a player, appreciate who he is. He's a terrific player. He plays hard. He plays with a tenacity that uh, we respect. And by the way, it seems to affect Shelton as well. Yeah, I, I think it's unfortunate when, when things become public like that. But, uh, 
you know, my expectation or our expectation of Brian Reynolds is going to be who Brian Reynolds is on the field. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked continuously about the way he plays the game and the effort he gives. And in my conversations with him, I don't think that's going to change. So, you know, the, the business side we will let be handled. But uh, my expectation is Brian Reynolds will continue to be the, the player that he is. And yet you could hear from both men that they love Reynolds, looking forward to having him again next year and, and everything else. And it, it it feels like they're trying to make sure that they don't lose leverage in the trade that's almost certain to happen now. Because if the other 29 teams know that Reynolds has them put into a position where they have to trade him, they know that they can get him for less. I've never been totally on board with that, but if they think it, then it's reality. And that alone has me wondering, you know, what it is that could happen here where you'd say, all right, Brian slash CAA, this is Ben. What do we need to do here? Can we at least sit down at the table and talk again? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I'm not feeling that at all. I'm not feeling uh, any sort of bounce back or rebound from this. Even if CAA, with the blessing of Reynolds, put all this together as some sort of elaborate Scott Boris type of negotiating tactic to force the Pirates' hand to come back and sit down and negotiate a serious long-term contract, it's not going to happen. There's one thing that you can never, ever force the Pirates to do. Not these people. Not these people. And that's to spend money that they don't want to spend. There's no situation. There's no circumstance in which... You have everything pushed against the team. And Bob Nutting says, you know what? You know what? They're right. Let's give him a hundred some million dollars, whatever it is. Let's do that. It's just not going to happen. It's the singular defining principle of this godforsaken at this point franchise. That they have to hang on to every single penny that's available to them. That is the central culture to everything that they do. That's home plate for them. If CAA thinks that they have uncovered the secret formula to making nutting spend, then they're pretty dumb. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, of a nicer way to say that. But I don't think that they are dumb. I think that they looked at this and said, look, Brian can either stay there and get three more years of arb arbitration, or he could go somewhere else 
And you don't need me to list those teams for you. You know they are. It's the same collection of teams all the time. And he could still impress them enough in the peak, the prime of his career, that he could get that long-term contract somewhere else without waiting till free agency. That, that is a solid line of thinking if you're representing Reynolds. And I'm not here to blame them for it. If the Pirates came back to Reynolds with an offer that was, uh, in terms of total dollars, bigger than Kibrian Hayes's, we still don't really know anything because we don't know what term, what the average annual value would be. Reynolds is, as I've been saying here for a couple days now, twice the player that Key is. And I like Key as a player. Reynolds is 10 times more reliable than Key, and I kind of don't like that part of Key's game. And he and his representation have every cause to try to get as much as possible. And that, my friends, is not going to happen by trying to push this particular owner into spending money he doesn't want to spend. When we come back, J1Q. from Michael, who asks, I like any idea to get Bob Nutting to sell, like the ones you discussed on Monday's show, but is this an alternative possibility? How about a movement to establish a newly formed crowdfunded company of Pirates fans slash baseball enthusiasts slash corporate money by selling shares such as 150k shares at 10k apiece or $1.5 billion, which makes an offer too enticing for nutting to pass on. Um, no, <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. There's a 0.0000 chance of it ever coming to the point where you'd be able to approach the current ownership of the Pirates, much less even getting that kind of money with a crowdfunding effort. A lot of times when these discussions come up, uh, this sort of scenario gets presented. The Green Bay Packers scenario, the one where everybody just kind of pays a dollar and there are a billion and a half Packers fans worldwide, right? <laughs> so we, we're just going to own the Packers. That's actually not how the Packers ownership situation came to be. And it's definitely not going to be one that comes to be in 2022. These sales are monstrous. They're bigger than what most of us, myself included, can wrap our heads around. I was just privy to a lot of the conversations, uh, both before and after the fact of the sale of the Penguins to the Fenway Sports Group. And the money that's exchanged, uh, the guarantees that have to be put into place, these are held at a very, very high level, and you're not going to have just somebody sit on a pile of cash that everybody is uh, Venmoing in a certain direction and then say, hey, Bob, here we are. Uh, It's just not going to happen. If and when the pirates were put up for sale, there would be 
potential owners and there would be potential owners out of the wazoo. And yes, please, 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 please stop repeating this nonsense to those of you who do it about the pirates being moved. That can't happen. This is the second oldest franchise in Major League Baseball. It's the franchise of Roberto Clemente. Major League Baseball has an annual Roberto Clemente day. Pirates aren't going anywhere. Plus, it would be financially idiotic to do that. They have the prettiest ballpark anywhere. And on the phenomenally rare occasions in which they're competitive or gasp contending, the place is packed or close to it. That's an owner's dream. All of it. So getting the money isn't the issue. Getting him to sell is the issue. It has to become an experience that's so awful, so uncomfortable for him that he just says, you know what? What am I doing here? I could actually make even more money by moving this team. That's the other part of this that people forget. They think, oh, he's got to hang on because he's making so much money. He actually isn't. I can't say this often enough. I have communicated with minority owners who don't like him at all, who will swear up, down, and sideways that the one thing he isn't doing is taking money out of the operation. He just happens to be extraordinarily, inherently cheap. The one and only day Nutting will make his killing off of this franchise will be the day that he sells it. In the interim, he still clings to this idea that this is great, this is fun, built up this asset, going to pass it on to my daughters and whatever else. That's what needs to change. No one makes him sufficiently uncomfortable enough to sell it. That's the issue. If this ever becomes confusing for anyone in the future, please take this segment, rewind it, and play it again. Because I say this and I write this all the time and I'm not guessing at it. This is the issue. So when I talk like I did yesterday on the episode that you're citing about what it is that could make a change, this is it. It has to become an awful uncomfortable experience for him to own this team. Oh, he's got super thick skin. He can handle anything. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't at all. At all. But nobody except people like me criticize him publicly. No one does it. There's never any kind of pushback. Everyone talks about it. Everyone complains about it on social media and in the comments sections here or there. Everyone will call the radio stations. None of that has an impact. None of that has an impact. Not because he has thick skin, but because it doesn't have an impact. It's not a real, visible, tangible thing. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates. I have no idea why you do, but I'll be back tomorrow with another one anyway. Uh